Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2110. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating hot August nights where the air vibrates with the sound of muffled rumbles of modified engines, rays of sunlight shine off the polished chrome, and there's a heavy scent of Dapper Dan hair pomade filling the air. To learn more and plan your trip, go to hotaugustnights.net. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Sparks, Nevada. You know what that means. There's a cool event that happens there with a very special guest by the name of Alan Tom. Alan, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on the show. I am so ready for this. We're going to have some fun today. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, we dive into Hot August Nights. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Alan? Well, one of the things that I think most people probably don't know is even though I do a lot of things with cars and I, I do a lot of things before my past with uh, medical, is that I am involved in search and rescue. So one of the things that I do off the side that I love helping the community with is I have been involved with the Sheriff's Department Search and Rescue for the last 38 years. Whoa. And I do things from technical rescue, which includes anything from jumping out of helicopters to swift water, avalanche, mine rescue to current what's called a, a SVU, where I get out there in my side-by-side ATV and help do search and rescue. And uh, it's something that I've always enjoyed, and I always want to help others in the community. Wow. Well, you know, as I will explain your career before you got involved with Hot August Nights, and I'll do that in a moment, you're definitely a guy that likes to help other people. So let me ask you this question when it comes to search and rescue. What's the one thing that listeners listening right now should know so they don't get themselves in trouble, so you have to come looking for them? Is always have a plan and never to go out by yourself. You know, in the Reno Sparks Tahoe area, we have beautiful Sierra Mountains here. And the problem is some people think, okay, I'm just going to go out for a quick little run. I'm just going to go for a little four-wheel drive. Uh, and next thing you know, the blizzard, it hits. Even though it might be 90 degrees out, all of a sudden a blizzard comes moving in. And now you're stuck out there. You're not prepared. You're not dressed. You don't have the proper food. And so they get stuck in the environment. And then they don't let anybody know. So now it takes a lot longer to, to try to find them and know what's going on. So that's the whole thing. Just be prepared. It doesn't matter where you're at. If, if you're in the West, the East, you just got to be prepared and let people know where you're at. Boy, sure. That old Boy Scout motto, be prepared, <laughs> this really comes in handy here. But also, yeah, letting people know what you're doing, but really thinking through things because the wilderness can be a harsh place for sure, right? That is definitely it. You know, the it is very harsh out there. You know, our, our area we have is because we're in the desert, but it's also a very hot and dry uh, environment. 
Yeah. Be prepared, listeners. Do not do silly things because the last thing you want to do is be sitting out there wishing for Tom to find you. And uh, at least we know we got a, a good guy coming after you, but that's very noble of you. Let me give you a proper introduction. Alan Tom is the executive director for Hot August Nights and brings years of community experience, event planning, and a passion for classic automobiles to this iconic and nostalgic classic car show. He spent 25 years of his career with St. Mary's Regional Medical Center as an emergency room materials manager manager, EMT coordinator, special events coordinator. Tom's professional highlights include recruiting, training, and the overseeing of 450-plus employees providing emergency medical service for 650 organized special events annually. Wow. Tom has 35 years of experience as a community volunteer, holds multiple seats on special events board to include working closely with HAN, and he's a consultant. He has received numerous recognitions and awards throughout his long and rewarding career helping other people. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsor, so give them a little listen. Be prepared. Sit tight. We'll be right back. You know, I've been an advocate for Covercraft products to protect my vehicles for decades. But did you know that they also offer you top quality products for your boats and watercraft? Covercraft puts their quality design, manufacturing, and fabrics into their full cover bimini tops, T-tops, boat lift covers, outboard motor covers, personal watercraft, and accessories. Protect your marine toys from damaging UV ray, and you'll get the same high-quality fit and finish you've come to know for your road vehicles for your watercraft. And I've got a great offer for you as well. As usual, use the code ya 21 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off, and you get some free shipping too. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you on the road and even on the water. Visit Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled or stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance, designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Alan, uh, let's go a little deeper. This in this really unique career you've had in helping people and medical and so forth has been wonderful and rewarding, and no doubt you've helped probably thousands of people. But the transition from that into what you're doing now must have some interesting correlations about it. And before we talk more in depth about Hot August Nights, you know, I find it interesting when people make careers a little bit later in life that are pretty major, but there's always these things that kind of relate the two. So what are some of those for you? Well, as you read there earlier, you know, my career was all medical. So I was in uh, medical for about 30 something years. And I've always enjoyed that and being a first responder and all that search and rescue. 
So what ha- what this correlation was is that uh, my last job, when I worked for an ambulance company here in Reno, I provided medical for all the special events in Reno. Reno is a big mecca for special events here. And what happens is I provided about, or I worked about 600-something events a year. What? Uh, and providing Six, medical. Wait, wait a minute. I know, you think, how, how do you have that many? How, how many clones do you have of yourself? Wow. Well, in one day, you can have up to 20-something events in wow. one day. Wow. It's just crazy. Yeah. And, and so that's what Reno is all about. So fast forward, you know, I retired from there for about a year and a half. Thought, oh, okay, I'm going to travel around with the wife. And then all of a sudden, this position, hot August nights open up. And I figured, okay, how hard can it be to have <laughs> on one event car show. versus 600 events? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wrong. I am so wrong on that because there's so many things involved with Hot August Nights because it's not just one event in one little venue. We encompass the entire Reno Sparks area. Everywhere you look and touch and see, it is all about classic cars and, and, and the Hot August Nights uh, event. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, this event has been, let me think, when did this event start? It seems like it's been going on since I was born. Yeah, so we started this event back in 1986. You know, it's just a few car enthusiasts to where they thought, well, let's get a few cars going. Uh, we had a concert of the, the Righteous Brothers back then. Oh, we had cool. Wolfman Jack as a, uh, as a DJ. And so we, we played it to about several hundred people. All of a sudden, the following year, it came to be several thousand. And and then a few years after that, a couple more, several uh, hundred thousands. And now we bring in approximately 400,000 people into the uh, Reno Sparks area in that 10 days time. Well, you know, you're a guy with big numbers there, Alan. Four, did you say 400,000? 400,000 people. Now, our, our, our population in Reno Sparks combined is about 400, 450,000. So can you imagine doubling up on the population of people here in the Reno area for our event? Like I said, it is just wall-to-wall car enthusiasts and just families wanting to see and look back at the, the cars and the nostalgic uh, era of what we provide. And it's just, uh, they come from all over the world. Oh, gosh, this is pretty incredible. Well, let's talk about all the different things that happen, timing, different events, and so forth. So kind of walk us through this, because this isn't just a one-day gathering of a bunch of car fanatics. It's much, much more. It is. As I stated, you know, we are, we encompass the whole entire Reno Sparks area. So our main venue is our Grand Sierra Resort. And that's right in the hub of uh, Reno. And all our major casinos are a big player uh, and sponsors for our event. We couldn't do it without our big sponsors and we couldn't do it without their help because uh, we, we need to be able to provide such open spaces for all the cars, the people and all that. So Grand Sierra we have all our live entertainment there and all our att- entertainment for our event is free, but we have about 30 to 50,000 people a night just at this one venue alone. Uh, so that's our Grand Sierra resort this year. You got to hit it. Our 35th anniversary, you know, we're going to have, uh, Craig Parker, who's going to have Elvis. We have blood, sweat and tears on Wednesday, blue oyster cults on Thursday, oh my God. starship on Friday. And of course, the Casey and the sunshine band on Saturday is our main act. And then you go over to Pepper Mill and Atlantis Casino. They have things going on. They have our opening uh, kickoff parties on Monday there. Uh, they have they bring in Guinness Book of World Records. They have entertainment, show and shines all throughout there. And then we have what's all our convention center. That's our MAG auction. Our MAG auction brings in about 450, uh, 450 cars, the 500 cars, and they auction off of off there. 
uh, a lot of the classic cars, auto, uh, uh, bikes, and, and different things that are memorabilia there. Uh, then we moved to downtown Reno, where our entire downtown Virginia Street is closed down for show and shine. We have live entertainment there, too, vendors. And then just a little bit a block away, we have what's called our Big Boy Toy Store. Anybody who needs car parts, that is where you're going to be going. And then we have something for the women called Dazzling Divas to where, you know, you want to buy jewelry and all that. There's stuff for there. Then we move over to the Livestock Event Center. That's where we have our swap meet. So this year we're under new management and we have the Turlock uh, Spring and Fall swap meet. And they are going to be providing a lot of our swap meet. So anybody who wants to buy some of the old car parts and have a cool car show, we have that going on. And then we move over to Sparks. Sparks, we have our Victorian Avenue. Same thing, show and shine all day. And then at nighttime between Reno and Sparks, we have cruising going on, starts at 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. every night. So if you can't see all the 6,000 cars that we bring in, <laughs> most likely you'll be able to see the cars rotating through during cruising. And then our last thing that we have over there in Sparks is our drag racing. We have a 16th of a mile track. Everybody races uh, one-on-one. Who knows if they race for pink slips or not? And sometimes exciting. We will have fire racing each other. We'll have police officers racing each other. It's a fun-filled thing for the family to see through down there. Holy cow. It's just there's so much. It's it's like Car Week in Pebble Beach, Monterey, but it's uh, it's there in Sparks and Reno. And it's mostly, is it mostly uh, hot rods and, and resto rods and things from the 50s and 60s and 40s? Is that the primary vibe of the cars when you think of hot August nights? So our participants, when you bring their vehicles, they have to have a car that is a 1979 and older. So anything from 79 and older, you can bring in. It doesn't matter if it's a Model T, Model A, to a current Camaro who is uh, uh, in the 60s, 70s. So we have everything along with the classic cars. Uh, we do have some motorcycles, but it's, it's all about the classic vehicles. And like I said, 6,000 of them uh, are in town. That's all we can allow. I wish we can allow more, but what happens is all the casinos are cannot full. handle more. <laughs> yeah. Are full. Yeah. Now, other people, they'll still bring their classic cars, you know, because they're, they're wanting to show off their cars. Yeah. Even though they couldn't get into our event, they still want to bring their vehicles. And I would say in town, you're going to see about 10 to 12,000 classic cars roaming around, uh, all, all week long. Wow. It's just a wonderful deal. Very family oriented. And the way you guys have designed it, uh, it's very organized so people can attend all the different events and do it over multi days. What kind what days are we talking about for this event? So this year for our 35th anniversary, we start up at Virginia City. It starts off July 29th through the 30th. And if you haven't been up in Virginia City, you have to see it. We have we in 400 cards up there. So they're sold out already. And then what we do is it's in the setting of a Comstock mining town. So if you can see that setting with historical uh, buildings up there, along with all the classic cars winding up the street, and that's where it starts there. And then moves down to Reno, and that's uh, the Reno event starts from August 2nd through the 7th. And the last day being the 7th, and we have our grand parade on Sunday with all the champions uh, that have been awarded throughout the week. Nice. That parade. Wow. Incredible. Well, obviously, listeners, they're easy to find online. You can go learn about it, register, uh, make your plans now because uh, this thing fills up. And I, I don't know where you would go see this many vehicles and be around this many like-minded fanatics and fans and enthusiasts. Uh, what fun this whole thing is. Now, your life has been very inspirational for so many people because of people you've helped. Is there a a driving inspiration, a person that's been very influential and helpful to you? 
for me, it was my father. You know, my father's no longer with me, but my father and my mother, they, they moved in from China. They came straight from the, China, and they came here with only like $50 in hand. Wow. When they moved here, they decided to start some uh, restaurant business. So we had about three or four different restaurants that we had throughout the year. My parents did. And I watched the struggles, but I also watched the reward. You know, they worked their butts off. You know, they're in their early morning and they didn't leave till late at night and they put in all the hours there. And so they were such a big inspiration to me because of what they did and what they provided for the family. And I've always remembered that, you know, nothing is free in this earth and this world and and you have to work hard at it just like the car enthusiasts just like all the people that uh, uh attend this event uh, you you have to work for what you want and and nothing is free anymore well you know it's amazing and incredible and you're the classic american success story first immigration Im- immigrated family uh first born i would think or do you have a lot of kids in your family siblings Second. Second. I, I was the second. I was right in the middle, yeah. You're, oh, you're the middle kid. You're that one. I'm the middle kid. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, you've done pretty well for yourself, and no doubt. I mean, always my hat's off to people that come to the United States from another country, and I've had many guests on the show that share the exact same story. Their parents came here. They worked so hard to make a life for their children. And as a response, like you, you saw that and you learned from it. They were your mentors and you learned that, yeah, you got to work hard. But if you do, uh, this country can offer you so many benefits. It's just absolutely Absolutely. incredible. Yeah, very, very rewarding. Uh, Very admirable. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. Uh, We're going to talk about a little bit more about life and business and, of course, a lot more about cars. So keep the seatbelts tight. We'll be right back. AutoGeek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant. It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. AutoGeek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant is a spray-on, wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire Spray Sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting, hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
Want to hear something crazy? Veterans work on billions of dollars of vehicles, planes, and engines while deployed, but they can't touch our car until they've obtained a certification and training requirements for employment back here at home. That's crazy. Dick Forest Foundation Military Transition Fund provides scholarships and grants so our veterans can transition to great careers following their service for this great country. Support Tech Force. Support Tech Force a charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, and its workforce development efforts for our veterans by donating at techforce.org today. I always ask my guests about a challenge, and the reason I do this is more about what that challenge taught you. You spoke a little bit earlier about your parents coming to the United States, a new country, trying to build a life and building a life for their family and rewards and so forth. What was a great challenge that you faced that was really, really an obstacle, maybe even a big failure? And how did that teach you something that was incredibly valuable so you could go forward? Well, a challenge for me uh, started off when I was very young. Like I said, my, my parents immigrated from China. So when I was growing up, they would speak to me in Chinese. So I am 100% Chinese. And, and so that was very difficult for me because when I started school, when I started kindergarten and first grade, uh, I'm sure you can tell by my accent, right? That, that, that I have, that I speak a lot of Chinese. Or okay, maybe not. But anyways, uh, it was very difficult for me to get along with the people in school because yeah. uh, English became my second language. Well, I had to learn everything now, and so as I grew up through the years, obviously I lost a lot of my 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 accent and everything. But that was the biggest challenge for me. And so that was difficult because I was actually held back in school for a year or so because of those challenges. Yep. But it pushed me harder and harder to get to be with the public and to get to where I am because now I am able to not be the introvert that I was and be able to get out and speak and, and be along with all the people, especially in this uh, field that I'm at now as the executive director, I am dealing with the local elected officials. I'm dealing with uh, every factor of our event here from city to county to police. And I feel more comfortable because of that's what pushed me through through my challenges. Yeah, that was going to be my next question was, were those challenges a key integral part of you learning how to get along with a variety of different people? Because having grown up here, English is my native language, born and raised here. I never had to deal with those, but I had some friends that had come in and their parents were uh, successful professional people, doctors, lawyers, and so forth. However, uh, their parents did move here. And so there was that language barrier at first. And I saw some succeed by learning how to manage that and get along with people, learn how to read people. Is that part of what you feel like your success was when you realize, okay, I've got to learn English, but I've got to learn how to get along here too, so that I don't get pushed down or pushed out or whatever might happen in that situation? Very much so. You know, because of being of Asian descent, we were the minority. You know, it's not like in California, uh, like in LA and San Francisco, where you have a big Chinatown and everything. You have a big group of Asians that you can really talk to. Right. In Reno, it is not. You know, we are a country uh, town here. And and so I had to learn to get along with everybody else. And so because of that, like I stated, it, it pushed me to know the language a lot better, to get to know and be with different groups of folks so I can get along and, and succeed in life. If you were going to advise a young person, even if they 
did not immigrate here. They were born here, but they may have a challenge understanding how to communicate well and get along with people because I really have learned and feel that communication is the key to everything in life. Learning how to be a good communicator. We've all met those people that we go, wow, what a person. And then we met those people that go, geez, why can't you get along with anybody? Um, you know, you're right. so, you're so difficult. How would you advise a young person who's coming up through the ranks to be a better communicator and be able to be more successful in that part of their life? Well, the hard part now is, as you know, the, the younger generation it, it is difficult because uh, everything now is social media. Everything is on the phone. Yeah. You have to get out and explore and you have to be able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And, and what's happened now is, you know, they're, they're all in the, into their games. They're into their, I can't say all, but a lot of majority of them into their phones. So uh, my thing is get out there and, and learn and learn to better communicate. The other part is never to burn your bridges in the area, especially Reno and Sparks area. Uh, it is very a small town. If you, if you burn your bridges, it will be more difficult as you get older in life to try to get a better position in life, uh, schooling, because everybody knows everybody here in Reno area. Yeah. Doesn't Reno have that slogan, the biggest little city in the United States? Yep, biggest little city in the world. In the world, yeah. That's a big slogan. You know, I'm really happy, Alan, that you said what you just said, and here's why. And this is a nice segue to your event. I, my son, I've taken him to many, many car events. He's been to Car Week with me at Pebble Beach 18 times. He's only 28 years old. I've been 32 times. I always took him to the vintage races when I was racing. I always brought him with me to car events because they were mostly uh, visited by adults. And I really felt it was important to teach him how to communicate with people. So I would always nudge him forward and say, go up to that man and ask him about the car. Go up to that lady and ask her about her race car. And to this day, and he's a very excellent communicator, and it's how it's landed him a really lucrative career and a job, is he said, Dad, those lessons, while they were uncomfortable, taught me how to communicate with people. And I I work, he works in the tech world. So a lot of the techies he works with are very introverted. You know, they're always on their computers. They don't know how to get out and talk to people. And and the reason I bring all this up is, of course, I'm proud of my son and my daughter too. She's the same way, although she didn't go to as many car events. She was more into fashion. But the same difference is I would encourage listeners out there, if you love cars, take a young person to a car show. It might be your child. It could be a neighbor kid who has an interest and their parents really don't care about it. Is Take them with you because these car shows are wonderful experiences. Even if you're an introverted adult, all you have to do is go up and ask somebody about their car and they, will, they won't stop talking, right? Correct. Uh, you know, case in point, uh, this is the last show and shine I was at. I had one family. Uh, who their children was very shy. And, yeah. and the dad said, it's okay, go talk to the, go talk to the owner, get to know them. And just like you were saying, and they had a very difficult time doing that until this one gentleman who had this car that was more of a uh, limousine. Oh. And what he did was he offered to have them come on in and he would put a little tiara onto this little girl's um, head yeah. and pretend like she was a princess. The princess. And after of the, that, yeah. she, she, had, <laughs> she had the biggest smile because now she had a one-on-one talk, and it meant the world of her to want to know more about this uh, the car 
yeah. that she, she was sitting in. You know, it. you brought a smile on my face because I, I took my daughter to the vintage races once. She was quite young. And Christy Edelbrock of the Edelbrock, you know, empire oh, fame yeah. uh, had a, a gold and black Camaro that was her dad's car there. She was racing. And I'll never forget this. I went up with my daughter and I said, hey, that there's a lady racing here. And so Paige walked up and Christy set her up on the fender. And I remember she gave her a hat and she signed it saying, you go, girl. And Paid hmm. the whole rest of the day. All of a sudden, now my daughter was interested in cars and race cars. Yeah, because of that interaction. So yeah, in just car that one time, it just takes that one time for sure. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life, Alan. Is there a car or some special vehicle that really stands out? Well, uh, there was. So growing up in high school, I had a 1974 Ford Bronco. Oh, cool. that was my ultimate car. Oh my gosh, I, I did everything in it. Uh, I hunted. I camped. I Full drive. I cruised down Main Street, uh, you know, uh, cruising and doing the, my own thing. And that was my favorite Bronco. I grew up with it. My dad uh, gave that to me and said, hey, this is yours. And, and back then, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, okay, it's just a regular car to drive. Well, when I started this family and I started kids, I thought, can't really do this. You know, it's a, the center of gravity wasn't all that great. Yeah. didn't have that much room. So I sold it. I sold that thing for $5,000. Yeah. Holy smokes. I don't think I can touch one under 50,000. I know. They can be as high as 200,000 now. But that was my special car because I did everything in it. And now I, I kick myself to think, oh, how did I get rid of that? I wish I had a crystal ball back then to say, well, Gosh, you need to keep it. we all do. We would have bought Apple and Google and Microsoft stock and, you know, all these goofy name companies when they came out and their stock was a buck a share. We would have, and then we could have bought any Bronco we wanted today. What what color was your Bronco? Sure. Mine was a green. It was a lime green, and then I painted nice. it a dark green. Nice. And then now my son and I, uh, my son now saw how important it is and what it meant to hit me. And he, we are now both looking at a, hopefully, uh, trying to find another Bronco so we can yeah. uh, build it up ourselves again and, and be able to do the things that uh, I did as younger uh, in high school. Well, what a fun thing. And of course, we all know how Ford came out with the new version of the Bronco and how that just, I mean, that the old Bronco was oh, yeah. already coming up, kind of like the Toyota FJ and uh, the Casey Blazer. Oh, yeah. Remember those? And Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember there was a kid in our school that had a orange and cream or white color. We call it the creamsicle. And <laughs> yeah, it was just really a cool thing. He had it jacked up real high and, and so forth. But uh, it's amazing how those things have come back. But I think a part of that, uh, Alan, is that, you know, you and I are now at an age where we kind of like the idea of reliving our youth a little bit. And that's why these hot rods and these, you know, resto mods and things are so popular amongst people that are, uh, well, you're a younger man than me, but uh, in our age bracket, if I will say that, you know, we want to think about, oh, we want to relive that a little bit. And that's what's so great about Hot August Nights. It's it's going back in time and reliving your youth, right? It is. Yeah. It is. You know, it's all about that. And, and, and people love that. It brings it back to the era to where they didn't know about it. And that's what's neat to bring the whole family out and the kids to experience that era now. Yeah, well, and, you know, we always look back on history as the fonder times. Of course, times in history had their troubles, just like we have our troubles today. But you don't think about the troubles back then. You think about the fun. And when we're young, you know, we're kind of clueless. <laughs> we don't really know about serious things sure. in life, for, per se. And so, uh, yeah, it brings that back. And that's the great, things about, great thing about Hot August Nights. Let's... Uh, Let's crawl into your head a little bit here. I'm going to be your car psychologist, Alan. Okay. If you were reincarnated or manifest as a vehicle, what would you be? But more importantly, why? Oh, what would I be? Well, like I said, I had a Ford Bronco back then, but 
if I could be reincarnated as a car, I'm an outdoors person and all about four-wheel drive, so I would be a Hummer. Oh, gosh, a serious off-road car, yeah. Serious off-road car, just because I got to, as I talked about with Search and Rescue uh, before, is that I got to take home a Hummer for about six months, and those things are indestructible. They can go anywhere, climb anywhere. Uh, they can have a self-inflating tires and all that. I thought this thing was just like a tank without having a tank wheel. That's the reason why I think – I would love to be a Hummer just to be able to go anywhere I can off-roading. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that sounds right. Now, I typically ask people about giving back, but that'd be a, a bit redundant today because you've given back your entire life. So I want to jump into a book that you'd like to share that you've read. Let's see. A book that I shared, let's see, or read. Mine was, which really helped me out in the last couple of years because of the position I'm in, just kind of helped me through life a little bit more uh, because I was struggling. I was struggling um, getting out of bed just because I always just kind of enjoyed my morning times and all that. But my book was The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Oh, okay. Have you ever read that, heard that before? I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. It's basically about the victory hour. You know, everything that you can accomplish at 5 a.m., you can get up, you can do your exercises, you can do your meditation, you, you have everything set. And once you get in this routine of getting up every morning at 5 a.m. Uh, and getting this routine down, your day is complete to where you have a set day uh, and everything flows. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about what your day-to-day thing is. If you just focus on your meditation Getting your exercise done, getting everything done on your calendar, it just flows. And so that's been one of my greatest reads that I've had in the last couple of years. Yeah, early mornings. I love early mornings. I think it came from I started a paper route when I was a little kid. I did it for five years. I don't know how I did that for five years. I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning and jump on my stingray and deliver papers. But what it did for me was I was a surfer, so I could go surfing before I had to go to school. So same difference. You know, I could get my work done, get my exercise done, and then go to school. And I feel like, okay, I got my fun done for the day, my surfing. And that was always an enjoyable thing. But uh, you're right. I think it's the Army that says we get more done by 9 a.m. than most people do in the entire day. And it's the same idea, right? Yeah, it's getting up early. Absolutely. You know, it's not that hard once you get into the routine to do that. Of course, you don't want to go to bed at midnight. You want to go to bed a little bit earlier than that. But uh, that's a great book, most definitely. We'll put that on our guest recommended books page on the Cars website. So I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive today. I'm going to buy you any vehicle in the world, Alan. I'm going to allow you to take it anywhere in the world. And you can go with anybody (laughs) in the world, even somebody who's passed. What's the ultimate drive look like for a guy like you? Well, once again, you know, my Hummer is we're, what I We're really going like. off-road again, so my, huh? <laughs> we're going We're going off-road again. But this is the person I would love to bring with me, Kevin Hart, the comedian. Oh, okay. If you were to – the reason why I, I, I've seen a lot of videos and, and some uh, other inspirational type of talk that he has done, and I'm very impressed with Kevin Hart. He's come from nothing, and he's brought his way up, but he works hard. He is involved in every single aspect of his career, whether it's um, selling things to where his, uh, his comedy shows, he's just involved. But the reason why I would like to uh, be with him is just because, you know, laughter, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. And he's, the way he talks is never negative. He brings out just the fun side of things. 
whether I think the other thing I heard about him the other day is he went diving in Dubai with his wife, and yet you know uh, he, he was diving with sharks, and and yet his wife got bit, but yet it was something exciting for him that he turned it into a funny thing. <laughs> he's just a, just a good guy, and I just love listening to Kevin Hart. And then he's such a car enthusiast too. Oh well, so I, was, I don't yeah. know about Kevin Hart. He oh, has muscle cars. I think he's got Camaros. He's got, I believe, uh, Mustangs and all that. Uh, in fact, I think he got in a pretty good accident one time. Yeah, he uh, because he's kind of racing on the street. But then I would like to swap and have him give me a ride. Tell okay. me what's all about and what, what's in his mind, and, and and talk about his his cars and all that too. Yeah, I, you know, I had the, the guys at uh, Salvaggio Design who built him a custom Plymouth Roadrunner. This thing is a seven-liter supercharged Hemi V8. It's 940 horsepower. Uh, it's just a killer, killer-looking car. Dark black with red red wheel, yeah. red line wheels and stuff. Yeah, he's quite a car guy, and he's got some really nice cars. But he's one of those guys that, obviously, I only know him from his persona in the movies and stuff. But he just... Something about him, you just love that guy, you know? He just seems like a nice guy. He is, and that's the whole thing. I think he's so personable, no matter what it is. I, I just don't think he's ever, uh, he's not one of those A-listers that say, hey, back off, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I just need my space. He will make the time to talk to you. And that's one of these things that one of these guys, I would love to be able to bring him on the hot dog site. Uh, maybe being a grand marshal, bring his cars here, yeah. and uh, and just to get to know him a little bit better. Be pretty cool, pretty cool. Well, you've taken us on a wonderful ride today. Uh, I love being able to help promote Hot August Nights. Before I let you go, could you share some words of wisdom, inspiration with our listeners today? Words of inspiration. Well, like I stated earlier, uh, nothing is free in this world. You got to work hard for what you what you get, and that is the biggest part of uh, a lot of these car owners. Sure, there's some car owners that have bought their cars and showcased them. But if you were to look at probably 90% of the uh, classic car owners that are here during our event, it has been such a joy to watch what they tell me is the rust bucket, uh, look at their videos, look at their pictures, and show where they have worked hard to bring these cars from what they found in the in the field somewhere, in the farmland, and, and, and put some hard work into it. So. For them, lots of elbow grease, lots of grind, lots of turning of the wrenches, and it wasn't free. It was hard work, and, and, and that's how I see things. Is All these car enthusiasts kind of inspire me to, to better myself and to work hard for, uh, for what it's worth because nothing is free in life. Absolutely. How can people learn more about Hot August Night? Go to hotaugustnights.net. You know, we have a great website. You know, we are here for our 35th anniversary. We have Facebook, uh, Hot August Nights. We have Instagram. Uh, check us out there. We're constantly putting things out. We're posting things of what's happening. We're only six weeks or so away from our main event. We'd love to have everybody out there. But any questions, come to hotaugustnights.net, and uh, you can find all the information there. Absolutely. If you've not been to this event, listeners, uh, and if you love old cars, this is one of those bucket list things you've got to attend. And why not now, after two years of lockdown and all the challenges, now's the time to get out and share your ride with other people. Yeah. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Amy DeMuth and Ronell Dotson. They're a part of the team at Rad Strategies who introduced me to Alan today. Thank you, ladies, for bringing a great guest. Of course, this week we're going to have four other great guests that are related to Hot Dogs Night. So listen tomorrow. Alan, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences in life. What a life you've had. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you at Hot August Nights.
All right. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. This was fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.